Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today's segments include the end of the Be a Helper Cow, Whips, Out and About, Knitting Fail, Spinning, and On the Run. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Instagram and Ravelry, as Windswept Knits on Twitter, or as Windswept Designs on Facebook. Feel free to join the Ravelry group. Just go ahead and search for Knitting on the Run and you'll find us. Well, today is January 30th, 2018. Thank you all very much for your patience. It's taken a lot longer to get this episode out than I was planning. We've been dealing with a lot of illnesses in our family. It's been fun. Uh, Thing two is currently the sick one. He's running a fever, has been for a couple days now, but he's asleep. Hopefully he will be for a few minutes. So I'm trying to record quickly while he's taking a nap. Fingers crossed I can get the whole episode done. We'll see. But he's doing a little bit better, so I'm at least going to risk doing a recording today. On a happy note, he has gotten into a local preschool for uh, next fall, which means I will have a possibly dedicated time that I could actually record every week, which would be really exciting. We'll see how that plays out in real life, because as any mom knows, usually as soon as you get some free time, something happens and there's another commitment. But that's the plan anyway. So starting next September, knock on wood, I hopefully will be able to record every week, which would be lovely. So let's go ahead and wind up the Be a Helper Cow. Thank you so much to those of you who participated. I am, I'm so thankful. You know, our, our group on Ravelry is small, but just seeing those of you go out there and doing a little good to help others, it's just amazing seeing what you guys have been posting. Thank you very much to those of you who participated. You know, as Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So thank you, thank you, thank you. There were four people who posted in the FO thread. So I went ahead and put your names in the spreadsheet and used random number generator to assign the different prizes. So here we go. Knitting Travels, you have won a copy of the Reflections of the Sun hat designed and donated by Leah both. Leah, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Java Jenny, you have won any one single pattern of your choice from Java Pearl Designs Ravelry Store donated by Cece Almond. DM Brown, you have won a gradient kit of your choice from Birdie's Knits. And Leah Both, you have won any one single pattern of your choice from Knitwit Designs Ravelry Store, donated by Sarah Jordan. So congratulations to the winners. Um, so uh, Knitting Travels, Java Jenny, and Leah Both, I will go ahead and contact the designers and let them know, and they should get those patterns to you shortly. DM Brown, if you could contact me on Ravelry Instagram, I know we see each other all over the place, <laughs> um, l- send me your mailing address. And also go ahead and visit birdiesknits.com and then click on the link gradient sets on her menu at the top there and go ahead and look at the sets that you like and let me know which one you like and I will pass that information on and I will get that shipped out to you. So thank you very much to everyone who participated. My question for those of you who are listening is... um, should we do this again? Should we make this an annual thing? Should it be a one-time only thing? And we'd say, well, that was good, but that was enough. Would it be better to do this again, maybe annually, but at a different time? Because this year it happened to occur when we had a bunch of tragedies in the fall in the crazy knit up to the Christmas giving season. Maybe that wasn't the right time of year to hold it. I would love to hear your feedback. 
my personal thought is to do this again because I like I think we together each do a little bit we can make a huge difference uh, and I think that's important but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please let me know. Um, Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram. Or if you want to visit the Facebook page, I'm Windswept Designs. You can ins- you can email me at windswepmonique at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you think. Thank you. Now on to whips. I've had a lot of stuff worked on, just not a lot finished since I've talked to you last. I think it's been about two and a half weeks since I last recorded. I'd started the Frosted Sweater by Paper Daisy Creations, and in the meantime, let's see, I finished the colorwork yoke on the way to and from Vogue Knitting. You can get a lot done on a train when you have four hours each way. <laughs> that was my first time working on colorwork in a moving vehicle, and at least a train is a nice, smooth ride 90-ish percent of the time, so uh, that worked out pretty well. The body of the sweater is nearly done. I'm on the bottom ribbing, and then I just have to do the sleeves. I can't wait to wear this one. It's a beautiful pattern, and I really like it. I've also worked quite a bit on the Star Wars sweater for Thing 1. I'm using the Nordic Yoke Pullover Pattern, a free pattern from Patton's, as the base. And then I altered their charts to have Star Wars characters, spaceships, icons, that sort of thing. I've separated for the sleeves, and I am currently working on the stockinette body, and I am doing most of this in Juniper Moon Farm's Nev, which is a uh, cotton, and I'm also using a little bit of Barocco's Modern Cotton and um, Valley Yarn's Long Meadow, which is a discontinued cotton blend. I've also been working on an old, old vanilla whip, a br- uh, just a plain vanilla sock, I mean, in Barocco Comfort Sock in the Bali colorway. This is a over two-year-old work in progress. That's my car knitting. I'm probably about halfway up through the second foot, maybe another, no, more than halfway, probably another inch or two to the heel. Getting close. A new whip I have is the Dahlia Pattern by Brenda York, and that is from Barocco Designs, or Barocco Yarn Company, I should say. I'm working. I'm also working on this in Juniper Moon Farms Nev in a variety of colorways. I'm using a turquoise for the main body, and a mint green for the flower vines. And then I'm still going back and forth on the flowers whether I should do yellow and purple or yellow and burgundy. I'm definitely going to use the yellow, but I'm still torn on that last color. My last whip is a new one since we spoke last. I am re-knitting the Emerald Deep Shawl. That which is by um, Romy Hill. It's a beautiful pattern designed for green, greenish blue yarns. And this shawl is a charity knit for AGC Scholarships, which is a group that raises money for families dealing with infertility or who are trying to adopt. I'm working on this in Ito Yarns Kinu, which is 100% silk. I've, I know I've talked about this one awful lot, but Kinu has a colorway aqua, which is almost the exact color of AJC's logo. It's a pale aqua. And it was just too perfect not to use. So this shawl will be auctioned off at AGC's annual gala to raise some money. Hopefully it will help them a little bit. If you or someone you love would like to learn more about AGC and the work they do, please visit agcscholarships.org. And then I do need to interject a quick segment here. Oh my goodness, you guys. Thank you so much. I I can't thank you enough. Your reaction to the Use Your Stash shawl has just been absolutely overwhelming. I, I It hit hot right now on Ravelry for a couple days. I couldn't believe it. My jaw just 
hit the ground, I woke up Friday morning in New York City, and it was on top of hot right now. Holy moly, you guys, thank you so much. Um, your reaction is just out of this world, absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad that so many of you like it. You know, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. I know it uses the sideways edge cast on, which is not a technique a lot of people use all the time. And I'm thinking of recording a video kind of walking you through how to do that technique. If you're at all interested in that, please let me know. Uh, if, if a lot of you are, then I definitely will go ahead and I'll try to schedule a babysitter or something so I actually have a few minutes child-free that I can record it with a decent camera and decent lighting for you. Now on to Out and About, so Vogue Knitting Live in New York City. I had a blast. It was so much fun. It's very different than other knitting events I've been to, and it was marvelous. Not that the others aren't, just marvelous in a different way. I basically went for the day. I took the tr late train down Thursday night after my husband got out of work, got to NYC around 11 p.m. or so, checked into my hotel. You live and learn. I should have stayed on site. I forgot just how bad the hotel I was staying at really was. I've stayed there before, and I think time had lost my memory. Remember, if you're going to New York City, you get what you pay for. So uh, my room was literally 85 degrees. It was insane. It was clean, and the shower worked, and the door locked. So, you know, yeah, never would have thought I'd be trying to figure out how to get an air conditioner working in New York City in January. Also, side note, it didn't, of course, because why would they have air conditioner working in January? But their heating system was just messed up. Anyway, I woke up early to the sounds of NYC, had breakfast at the hotel, checked out, dropped off my rollerboard at Bag Drop, and walked to the Marriott Marquis. I had signed up early, so registration took two minutes and I was off to class. I took the designer intensive with Josh Bennett. He's designed sweaters for Tommy Hilfiger, Bergdorf. He's currently designing hand-knit sweaters for Marvel. They are gorgeous, by the way. I'll put pictures in the show notes. I'll admit the class wasn't exactly what I expected, but ironically, I think it was exactly what I needed as a designer. We spent the day designing a line of patterns and presenting them to others in the class, and we also got to have some one-on-one -on -one time with Josh just to kind of brainstorm and really focus ourselves in. And it was completely worth it. I'm so glad I took that class. It's really helped me figure out where I want to go as a designer, also what I want to design, who I want to design for, and just to, you know, really get that creative part of the brain working again, which is so exciting. And then I went off to the markets for about 90 minutes before running to catch the late train home. So now that I've been there once, I know how I would change my plans in the future. I would definitely stay on site. I would definitely spend at least a second night to get a little more time there and also get a moderate amount of sleep because I think I got four or five hours of sleep each night, the night before and the night after, which when then you wake up and have to deal with toddlers is not enough sleep, <laughs> but it was so much fun. I'd definitely recommend it. If you've never been to Vogue Knitting Live, go. The classes were really interesting and looking back on it, I actually wish I'd taken a few more classes because you can take classes there that you can't get at other places. Totally worth it. Definitely recommend it. On to knitting fail. So this is not a fail in the traditional sense, but definitely a minor fail. So for the, the Emerald Deep Shawl that I'm making for AGC, AGC scholarships, excuse me. So their gala is coming up in March. I thought the gala was in May. So I was planning on designing them a shawl this month and then, you know, working through the process of it, 
giving him the shawl in May and giving the profits to AGC from the shawl. Until Martin Luther King Day that I ran into the girl who runs the scholarship, she and I went to high school together, and I realized the gala was in March. Dope. So, that night, came home, got the, grabbed the yarn, had the yarn at least, that, that, that helped a little bit, grabbed the yarn, looked through what I had, what I knew would work, okay, I don't have time to be, I don't have time to do any of the fancy stuff, okay, Emerald Deep, this shawl looks great in greens and blues, I have a light turquoise yarn, I've worked on it before, I know this yarn will work well in this pattern, alright, pattern chosen, cast it on, okay, so maybe I'll do this again next year and design them a shawl. <laughs> Best laid plans and all that, yeah? Okay. On to spinning. Yes, I am still hooked on spinning. I think I find it even more fun now. I've gotten better in the past couple weeks. I finished the second single I mentioned in the last episode and plied those two together. I really need to find a better way to ply. Or I should say, after doing that, I realized I needed to find a better way to ply. I only had one spindle, so what I did was I used a ball winder to wind each cop off the spindle into a center pull ball, and then plied using the center pulls. Yeah, mm, that's not, maybe it might work for you. For me, especially with uh, being a recent spinner and having a lot of slubs in my yarn, still, that didn't work. So, I ended up with around 135 yards of a two-ply and the brown and white spun together, and since the white was uh, much better spun than the brown signal, single, excuse me, I got about a 37 yards of a two-ply out of the white leftovers. Since then, I have spun half an ounce of a naturally green cotton, and also a half an ounce of a dyed grade cotton, and I got a new spindle, so I had those working together, and I set up a lazy cape, and... I plied them together. My, my initial lazy cape was I actually had both spindles set up in a cardboard box, and that wasn't working too well. The spindles kept kind of coming out of the box. So what I did was I spun, I, I wound off the cops onto on my ball winder, and then I kind of slowly maneuvered those onto a toilet paper tube, and then using the holes I'd already poked in that shoebox, I stuck one of my mother-in-law's old 1960s knitting needles that she gave me ages and ages and ages ago, but I keep hidden away because small children, long, sharp, pointy needles, but stuck into the side of a box, it makes a great axle for a lazy cape. So I, I run the um, needle th through the toilet paper tube, and then I have two easily spinning um, pieces of, or I should say, balls of yarn on the toilet paper tubes, and that made a great lazy cape. And I also dug my old drop spindle out of a box. I was given a drop spindle several years ago by some family members who knew that I like yarn and stuff, and they gave me a drop spindle and what I think is some alpaca yarn, but it's been so long I actually don't remember. Not yarn, I'm sorry, fiber. Still have it, and I remembered I still had it. And I went and grabbed the drop spindle, and wow, drop spindling is a completely different beast. <laughs> I spent this past weekend learning how to drop spindle, and drop spindling while plying was probably not the best way to learn in retrospect. But over the course of the weekend, I finally figured it out, and the first, say, 50-ish yards or so are full of knots. It was pretty horrible, but I eventually got the hang of it, and the last half actually pl plied up pretty well. So, knock on wood, but I'm thinking the next time will go that much smoother. I really hope. And one quick note about the naturally green cotton. This is a lot of fun if you ever spin it. 
if you add washing soda to the pot when you scour it, it changes color. I'm going to put some photos up in the show notes. It turns from like a barely greenish tan color to an actual true green. And so we had a lot of fun doing instant chemistry experiment with thing one. He thought that was so cool. Now for the last segment in On the Run, there is not much new running. I had to take week three off of my slow and steady training plan. Everybody's been sick. I've been carrying small boys around and my knee was not holding up well to that. So I had to, you know, I I tried to push through it and pretty soon realized that was the wrong decision. So back off, took a week off, hoping to get a little training done tonight after the boys go to bed. We'll see. So I'm hoping to still... Keep up to get to that uh, half marathon in September. I have, you know, I've got nine months. I've got a long ways to get there, but uh, not happy to already have to take a week off in week three. But it's better to heal and to make sure that everything is okay than to push through and to get another injury. So, fingers crossed. I really hope things get better. Thing two now likes actually walking up and down the stairs more, just when he's sick. Um, he really wants to be carried. We've made a game out of it. He's learning his numbers. So we count as we walk up and down the stairs. So as long as I don't have to carry an extra 30 plus pounds up and down the stairs, my knee, my knee does very well. It's that extra 30 plus pounds going up and down a flight of stairs regularly that does me and not the actual training. So yeah, so like I said, fingers crossed. Hopefully it all works out in the end and hopefully I'll be back into my training soon and I'm going to start adding cross training in very soon. I'm debating between yoga and maybe taking a spinning class for the first time. I know a, one of the spinning teachers at our local Y and she has a vague idea of my history so I could just pull her aside at the beginning, give her like the 30 second spiel and I know she'd, you know, take it easy on me and not I, you know, I wouldn't be the one in the corner getting yelled at. She'd, she'd know what I was trying to battle. Just getting through a 40-minute class for me would probably be a battle, but I might be able to do it. So I'm thinking. Also, I've been told um, swimming is really good. So I'm thinking that as well. Just ways to get the body moving in a different manner. Cross-training is so important when you're training for races, especially for the longer distances. You need to get your muscles moving in different ways so you don't have overuse injuries. So that's the game plan. And I'm looking forward to it. So coming up in the future, we've got Stitches United coming up in March. And just as a reminder that uh, next year in 2019, Stitches United will not be in New England. It will be somewhere down south off the top of my head. I forget where. Georgia stuck in my brain, but I could be wrong in that one. But it's going to be on the um, southeast coast of the United States and then back up to the northeast for 2020. So if you were planning on going next year, you might want to head over this year. I'm currently not going to take any classes, but I'm hoping to at least drive out there for the day. And coming up on February 11th is the Boston Farm and Fiber at the Boston Public Market. Not 100% sure I'll be able to go, but I'm hopefully I'm planning to go at the moment. My husband does have to work that morning. Once he gets off, I'm going to um, you know hop the train into the city and at least get there maybe for the second half of the day. If you're going, let me know. I'd love to meet up with you there. I'll have my needles or my spinning or something with me and we can sit down and chat, grab a coffee or something and enjoy some beautiful fiber and some yarn. I hope you all have an excellent week ahead. Fingers crossed that my family is healthy again this coming week so that I can record again next week. Keep something beautiful on your needles for me. Bye-bye.